The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Ephes for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, <laughs> it's scary. And happy Wednesday. We're now live for another episode of Still Token With. And I want to remind everybody we have a contest we're going to be awarding at the end of the hour, uh, which is the CBD and mask giveaway. So make sure you check out the show notes uh, and all the awesome people that put that together uh, while it's still token with. And also, uh, I forgot who made the mask and the CBD, sir. Well, you're fired. I am. <laughs> <laughs> the CBD uh, actually was from Hemp MA, which is uh, Ralph and Allie Greenberg here in Mass. And the masks were made, um, I can't remember the name of the company, but they were given to us by Tim and Lily Shaw from Green Matters. Awesome. And I got the links in the in the show notes uh, and the link to the contest. So make sure you go and fill it out. All right. 
Awesomeness, awesomeness. Right, we pick a winner for that one tonight, correct? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And then uh, we start the new giveaway tonight, right? Yes, we do. For another week, okay. Yeah, yeah, we got the new one going out tonight. Uh, That's going to be a limited edition Canman print. So, yeah, disconnect to reconnect. Perfect for right now. Yes. So, absolutely. we got some guests here. They're a little yeah. noisy. They're fucking loud as shit back there. Well, they're banging around in the kitchen. What do you expect? So, <laughs> they're banging around in the kitchen. We were, uh, we're, we're getting our food ready, so it looks all great when we do this. Uh oh, I couldn't hear him. So you see Pat in the back there. We got some uh, mushroom action happening back there right now. Nice. Yeah. So, what are you guys cooking up? We are making infused uh, Japanese ramen. We're going to do a miso torikotsu, which is a miso salted chicken ramen. And we're making our noodles from scratch. We're kind of everything from the ground up. Some of it's already been prepared because it wouldn't be feasible to do it all right now. Something like the broth itself takes 12 hours to make. So So, so we couldn't do that. I can't hear those guys. Uh, Jeff, do you want to maybe hop out, then hop back in? I can. Yeah, hear I, I can hear everybody except them. All huh. right. Can you? You can hear me all right. The rest yeah. of you can hear us, though, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Pop out. Yeah. Just pop. Just leave the room, and he'll pull you right back in. You don't have to leave the the feed. Yeah. So I just hit leave. Yep. Bye. Bye, Jeff. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. Bye. See you later. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he left the whole room. I don't see him in now. <laughs> He's not he in like, the green room. He like left, left. <laughs> he left, left. His box is gone. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be a still talking with show if something didn't go wrong. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, uh, it would be an MCC dinner if something didn't go wrong yeah. either. So right there, he is. He's back. I'm back. Can you hear him now? I can hear him now. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm on a fucking sprint commercial. Hey, I, I can do that all night if you want. Bounce out, bounce in, bounce out, bounce in. Well, see, now Leo's glad that we're back. On, we're doing the stream yard because if this was like restream or Zoom, he'd be pulling his fucking hair out because the cameras would be all screwed up. <laughs> yeah, it's my first. I've never uh, used the stream yard before, but it's definitely smooth. Yeah, I think, I think it works smoother than Zoom has and the things that I've seen from it. Yeah, yeah. We, we were using uh, something called Wirecast before. It's, it's uh, a broadcast studio and definitely has a lot more features, but StreamYard makes it so much easier and uh, definitely alleviates some issues, especially when people hop out and hop back in. Yeah. Oh, you want me to do it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tonight we're, we're, you guys are cooking with cannabis. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what to expect tonight? Uh, what, what, what they want to expect from us tonight. So um, you can expect us to build a bowl of ramen in front of your eyes from scratch, essentially. Uh, aside from, like I say, the broth and a couple little little details, we're going to show you how to make noodles. They make ramen noodles, traditional style ramen noodles from scratch, which nice. is uh, something that only two out of the 10 top ramen restaurants in the country actually do. Um, most people rely on this com- one company, Sun Noodle, who uh, makes fresh noodles for most every ramen restaurant in the whole country, uh, you know, traditional Japanese or not. 
and mostly would use them, but I've been making my own noodles a bit lately, and they're they're really good. So oh. we're gonna do that. We're gonna show people how to do it properly. I'll give them a little uh, insight on how to like jimmy rig something for themselves if uh, they can't access some of the things that we have. And um, yeah, we're gonna build a bowl for you and show it how it all works. Nice. Very so nice. I mean, well, whatever kind of questions you got in the meantime, <laughs> I know we jumped right into the show, um, but. For some, I mean, we've we've met these gentlemen numerous times, and a lot of people have seen you you guys at you know various events, especially oh, yeah. around around here. Um, but for those people that are watching right now, um, Mass Cannabis Chefs is Joe Nelson and Pat. I can't re- pronounce your fucking last name. Mulcahy. Mulcahy. I thought so, but I didn't want to screw it up, so I figured I'd just be honest right up front and be like, "Fuck it, just pronounce." Well, it for it's not me. that difficult, but then again, we're talking to somebody who can't count past one. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a serious jump to spell and spell and counting, you know. There's right, a- right. Look at I, I don't have any gloves <laughs> on. I can count to at least <laughs> this yeah, many. Marketing call the other day, and they nailed it. They got it right on the first try, which is just a miracle. <laughs> I'm known for butchering names. <laughs> So is he, so don't feel bad. I know, I don't, I don't remember them. There, there's that too. He's terrible so, at memorizing. We do, uh, we do have a, a ton of fucking people watching, you know, not many comments. So if anybody out there has got questions for these two fine gentlemen, you know, get them up here. We'll get them asked. But I'm going to shoot a question off while you guys are starting. Um, Go for it. What, uh, what pushed you to um, the two of you to get involved with? cooking with cannabis i guess all right um that's actually a good question to start with because it's one that we get asked a lot so it's easy for me to answer (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the that's probably the most common question that we get asked is uh how how did this all start so me and pat worked together at a restaurant in plymouth uh you might remember the driftwood public house from a couple years back oh yeah Uh, Pat were the chefs over there however many years ago that was now when they shut down uh, yeah, it's it's yeah close to five years since since they've uh, shut down over there, and uh, but we were, we were the chefs over there, and after that they shut down. He had left like two weeks before they everything shut down, and then I left the two weeks after, right after that. We kind of went our separate ways, but we were always kept like remained friends. We've been working together and cooking together for that long at that point. So when the vote was happening on uh, in November on you know whether or not to you know legalized as opposed to the decriminalized we already had in uh, 2016. Yeah, December was when it started. Okay, yeah. So when all that was happening, me and Pat were like, huh, uh, you know, I had this idea and I knew that if I was going to do anything, I wanted one person to work with me and it was it was this guy. So uh, I, we had this idea. Me and him did a Thanksgiving dinner together. Uh, in, what the fuck in, are you uh, doing? In, in November 2016, we had done dinner together. And during dinner like that, we were like, "Yeah, this is this is a thing. This is something we can do." Uh, and we knew we wanted to do really good food, and we have this passion for it. And yeah, so that's kind of just how it boiled down. I called him one day. I said, "Hey, I got this idea, and I want you to do it with me." And he was on board from the very beginning. It's grown. It's evolved since we started. You know, when we first started. It was mostly for friends and extremely high doses because that's what we rely on. Mm-hmm. And now. Any dinner we have, we have new people, and we can dose each plate individually so that everybody can get as much as they want or none if that's their choice. Yeah, see, that would be me. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, hit, hit, hit me with a 10 milligrams yeah. at the yeah. most. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. and that's the beauty of what we do is we can hit, we can give you your ten, and then say like you know one of the other, someone else wanted two hundred sitting next to you, or you know five hundred sitting next to him, or nothing sitting next to them. We're able to give everybody what they need. Or you know time. strictly CBD because we've definitely had a lot of people that have come to us just for a CBD infused food. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, for a long time there, there was like a lot of the people that we had uh, come in to dinner. We had like a group, every, like uh, people at every dinner that were non-infused. People would just come and eat with us. So, uh, you know, like it, the, the weed, is, we always look at like this. Uh, food is first. The food is the most important thing. The, the cannabis being inside of it is a secondary thing. And other people seem to uh, agree with us and, and find that sentiment to be true because they're willing to come in, you know, spend the money and eat with us and not even get cannabis in their food you know right right which you know it's a we, we're not cheap so i can understand it's a you got to really like the food i'll tell you that well right, yeah right. that's true well plus there's uh there's a lot of um nutritional and health benefits to uh not just the thc but the cbd as well oh yeah oh yeah there's i was a- trying to eat my cord adam i've i've found personally that especially with eating it um that one doesn't really work without the other yeah. you know if you use just thc in a meal or if you use just cbd in a meal you won't get the full effect that that specific cannabinoid has to offer unless you combine it with the entire all of the cannabinoid profiles of the plant okay so yeah it's kind of like full spectrum yeah we yeah. go we even if we're using distillate we're gonna like still get an exact dosage of of thc like you just saw i also have a syringe of, uh, of cbd just like a distilled cbd as well that we're going to add in there to, to round it all out to kind of give you that full full spectrum feel even though we're not using a full spectrum extract as the single infusion source yeah yep. it, it allows us to be more uh more precise i can control exactly how much cbd i want to put in that dish how much there should be for everybody to, to get what they're looking for you know it's a it's definitely a science to it and yeah so i wanted to kind of explain what i'm doing right here right now that i because you just you kind of just saw me mix up some liquid with a chalk glass full of some chemicals what i had added in there they're, they're food safe chemicals they're naturally occurring but uh, sodium carbonate and potassium carbonate, uh, they are used to create the alkalinity and the texture of the noodle uh, in the final product. They allow it to get its spongy, kind of almost chewy texture to it, and also to have the flavor that's appropriate in there. So I added those two chemicals and a little bit of salt to the uh, what they call kansui in, uh, in Japanese. Uh, it's the base. So this is the part where I was telling you I was going to be able to give people a trick on how to uh, make their own if they can't get their hands on these. Uh, for people who, who do know, sodium carbonate is very similar to uh, sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda. So the only difference there is it's bicarbonate, meaning there's two carbon molecules. So what we do, what you can do is take your sodium carbonate, sodium bicarbonate and cook it in the oven. And for a half hour, I believe it's at 300 degrees. And it will break off that extra carbon molecule, kind of like decarbing your flour does when you need it, like decarb it to break off that carbon molecule in the oven you do the same thing with so with sodium uh baking soda and you'll end up with a similar form of sodium carbonate which you can then add to your water with your salt and then you have your own kind of homemade ghetto concept it's uh pretty neat so <laughs> did you say homemade ghetto yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's very homemade and it's very ghetto constantly, but it works. It will totally do the trick. Probably the best food you've ever had is ghetto food. Yeah. But, fair enough. Yeah. So, things that were thrown together that weren't necessarily supposed to be that way. True uh, that. True that. Yeah, I'll go along yeah. with that. So now what I got here, 
is just bread flour. <laughs> it's a high gluten, a high gluten strain of uh, flour, mix of flour that I'm going to just mix my konsumi in with. Uh, use your hand, just kind of in circles. There's an old Japanese tale of, from a Japanese noodle maker who says that it like adds, I don't know, some sort of like, I'm assuming it was kind of along the whole adds chi thing to the to the dish. Put love into your dish, you know, essentially. Put yeah, some love yeah. by doing it by hand. I could use the mixer that you see in the back there, but uh, I prefer to do it by hand when I'm when I'm making it. So, so you're more of a wax on, wax off kind of guy. Very much so. <laughs> I wax it much Watch so on the wax off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of the wax off. Yes. As Pat said, very much so a wax off. Can we hold the full stage so everyone move on? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now I'm just like working it in. This dough is not going to be like an Italian pasta dough for anyone who's made like Italian pasta before. You'll I'll show you what this dough looks like after adding the water here. So, so mix it in. Kind of just get it going. All right. Let's do that. So what I did earlier was I made a pre-mixed one. I wanted to show the process of how I would mix this bowl, but I did a pre-mixed one so that you can see the end product and I can move on to the next step right now without having to wait the half hour in between that I normally would have to. Oh, what a smart oh, dude. Yeah, uh, that's what they do on the cooking shows. None of that stuff is done that fast. Every cooking show essentially <laughs> yeah. the same thing. They'll uh, pre-cook certain things and have them ready so that you can see all the steps. So I don't know if you guys can actually see that that well in there, but uh, yeah. there's it's a very loose dough. It's crumbly. It's what they would call a shaggy dough, uh, meaning that it's the moisture is not super even. It's not a, it's not a wet dough, you know? Like, I'm going to take this and clump this all together and try to get it all into one ball. And that's when I can start to uh, get it going. This is definitely a very dry dough. So again, for people who have made Italian pasta at home and run it through their pasta mill thing over here, that uh, wheel I have over here, which you'll see in a second. Uh, normally it just kind of comes comes together. It's already ready, it's good to go. This one is, you're just gonna come out that first pass and you're gonna be confused as to how that's gonna be a noodle at the end. Uh, I was the first time, I'll tell you that. It, uh, it definitely doesn't look like it'll work, but I assure you, it works pretty damn well. So you can see here, I'm kind of just clumping all that mess that was in the bowl in the bowl together. Make one big ball out of it. Kind of grabbing all the straggler bits of dough that have been hydrated at this point. It's um, part of the reason for resting with this dough. Not all uh, pasta doughs would require a resting period, but because this is such a dry uh, type of pasta and uh, you want to get the moisture to work its way into the flour as best as humanly possible, which comes from, yeah, doing it like that. So, as you can see here, that's empty bowl, pasta, or no, anyway, not quite pasta, huh? I'm going to cut this into pieces anyway. That's already asking on the pieces. So, now what I would do with this, I'm going to work it with my hands a little bit, kind of knead it a little, kind of work it together. Yeah, so you can see that right there knead the dough try to get it all in there together which it's it's almost there kind of where i want it to be again still pretty loose and kind of crumbly looking but that's uh you only do part of the kneading by hand in this uh the rest of it is done right in this guy which is a costume so yeah that's uh that's what I'm working on right now. So if anyone has any questions while I do this, like we can talk while I'm uh, just kind of getting the noodles onto the next step at this point. 
So uh, we do have a bunch of people watching. So if you have comments, please post them in the uh, comments section, depending on where you're watching, whether on Facebook, YouTube, or whatnot. And uh, I'll do my best to get to them. Or Ben will. <laughs> somebody will. Yeah. yeah. Somebody Somebody will get your questions up here. <laughs> I do see a lot of people watching that haven't piped in. Awesome. Now they're learning. Yeah, people are trying to see well, the magic. Be happy to answer questions on, you know, not just this individual dish that we're making here, but any general food infusion questions that people might have. Yeah, we're gonna show the infusion process at some point through this as well. When we get closer towards the end of uh, the end of the the bowl making process, we'll uh, nice. we'll do it. We'll show you the infusion and how that all works. And <laughs> now, um, do you guys have a cookbook, or are you putting one together? We have been working on one for a while. It has it has taken it's gone through many changes, and we've been working on it stopped working on it been working on it again stopped working on it again just through different you know things in life and just whatever going on so we it, it is in the works and eventually there will be one when that will be i cannot 100 percent tell you <laughs> fair enough it, it is being it is be an idea it's something we've talked about and we've worked on we have recipes written down it's really just compiling the ones that we really love and the ones we really really want to share with people and right. then sharing the ones i don't want to share with people <laughs> Because there's some things you can't just give away. Right, well, yeah, right. and you should you should really mix one or two in there that like really suck just to fuck with people. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you know, it's I don't know how to make food that sucks, but I mean, I'm sure I can talk to someone and they can give me a recipe or two. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <sighs> uh, gummies don't count, Jeff. Oh, they don't. Oh, yeah, that's stuff for you. Uh, let's see. Kevin Russell said, What's up, Ben? How you doing? Kevin, I'm doing great. Me and Bruce Banner are having a great time right now. Thank you. I got me some Bruce Banner. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it's really? even green. Full screening me and shit? Oh, wow. Right. Thought you were going to show what you had. I'm just making sure that I wasn't freezing up. Okay. That worked yeah. for you? Yeah. It, it's almost gone. <laughs> you look pretty in purple. You like that, huh? It's cute. Yeah, I like it. Hey, man. It is what it is. Hey, fair enough. Excellent. So what do you do? You get to flatten it out to put it in the machine? Oh, I see. I don't have to go through the machine, yep. And then as it comes out, you look at that. That's not, like, pretty necessarily. It's kind of dry and, yeah. So I'm going to run it through another time at a lower setting. Kind of really kind of work it through. And I'm going to go down one more setting. So I'm going from zero to one to two in this first process, part of the process right here. And the dough is still relatively it's dry. You can see it's breaking in certain parts. It's, oh, sorry, down here. I'm in the wrong oh. spot, camera. But you can see it's kind of dry looking and, and, and broken and gross. So now what we're going to do is fold it in what they call a book fold, which is essentially one over this way, one back over this way. Press it back down. Move this back, setting back to zero. Kind of flatten it back together again. Now you have almost like a squared off bottom right there to start with and feed that through it again. And this is continuing with the uh, the kneading process, which is a lot normally would be done by, by hand, but uh, we're not doing that. That's the beauty of this wheel. This would be a major pain in the ass to do if it were being done entirely by hand. This is an wow. Italian machine. Doing Japanese being, noodles. Yeah, being used for Japanese noodles. But to be, to be fair, the Japanese have a there's there's a version of this that the Japanese use as well. They have their own version, their own thing, just similar to it for making ramen noodles. Ramen's actually not that old of a of a thing in Japan. I believe it started in Japan in like the it's like it's only like sixty to hundred years old or so, uh, depending on who you ask. 
And uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it, it relatively have a lot of newer, modern age kind of techniques for it because it's not a very old thing. The oldest part about it is probably the noodle style because it comes from China. Uh, this is the thing that ja the, the Japanese kind of commandeered and made their own from, from the Chinese. So we just do the same process three times, essentially. Okay. And nice. running through through one zero to one to two. Wow. And right, so we're in process number two. Um, we're in the third run through right now. Oh, you are in the third run through. Yeah. See, All right. he can't count. Now you Before. can see the <laughs> Well, don't get your ball stuck in that thing. Uh, no, don't do that. That'd be a bad idea. I would I would strongly advise against it. <laughs> So now, like, the part of the process I'm at is getting <laughs> the proper thickness that I want it to be at, which is different for every bowl, depending on how, what kind of broth you use. is going to depend on how thick you want your noodles. Do you want the wavy? How do you want them to catch the broth? That's kind of an important thing. We're doing a chicken broth. So a chicken, a tori, what they call a tori koku, uh, which is a thick, rich chicken broth. Um, and chicken and rice vinegar for one of them. Cool. And I would assume that's what Pat's doing over there is choking the chicken. Yes, he is. He's choking the chicken right now, one hundred percent. Yep. Uh, getting a getting it ready so that when all the noodles are ready, he we can uh, have the chicken ready as well. There's both dark and light. So nice. Well, I would use a more light than dark. Uh, the dark is really strong. But yeah, the more you run this through, the more that the the mixture is worked in, and it just comes out really, really good. The noodles have been great. I've been playing with them pretty much all all of uh, the whole quarantine. This is my, my big project I've been working on with getting noodles right. right. Yeah, I bet, when I bet I, you play with your noodles different than me. Uh, I play. I probably do a little bit of both, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. So uh, we'll discount that. Uh, yeah, it's it's quarantine for everybody. Okay, it's uh, nobody's nobody's seeing anybody. Everyone's choking chickens, playing with noodles. You know. <laughs> Leo, you Leo, you had something to say. Uh, so in the comments, uh, Mark said, uh, "Real easy to roll out with the uh, KitchenAid mixer pasta attachment." I'm assuming uh, you know uh, doing it by hand is definitely more uh, get a lot more finesse uh, for somebody starting out that maybe has a KitchenAid mixer. What would you recommend that? That tool, the tool, the, the KitchenAid tool is very is great if you have that. Uh, it's probably a little bit cheaper than this this hand crank tool. This is a very commonly used one. It's you know every any kitchen I've ever worked at has had one of these. Yeah, so like every every kitchen that I've ever worked at has used one of these as opposed to the KitchenAid one. The reason I believe being for that is the KitchenAid one is automatic. So uh, at first, for a beginner to kind of run the automatic thing, it may go, be, go slow. yeah, go really slow. Yeah, that, speed, yeah. speed one or two, like it can be a little bit of pain. Drag it through. Don't don't try to rush. Yeah, this just lets you really control it and it gives you your, your own, um, you know, hand, hands on really kind of, you, you have the full control over what's happening. You don't have to worry right, about right. anything. So what I'm doing right. here, adding a little cornstarch in the middle to make sure that the dough doesn't stick. You use cornstarch and not flour because the flour won't absorb the cornstarch, um, the dough won't absorb the cornstarch into it. Right. And you don't want it to absorb the cornstarch because if it does, then you end up with, you know, too much flat, uh, too dry, but too much flour in your dough, which is not what you really want. And then what? You run that through the machine again? Uh, nope. This is this is done at this point. These noodles okay. are ready to be cut. Um, I'm gonna do that after. I'm gonna run through all the dough that I have right now to make noodles. So okay. I have 
for for us all to eat tonight. We're cooking. We're cooking for you guys, but we're we're cooking for other people too at the same time. So, it's all following with dinner, and I'm yeah, hungry. Yeah. We, we hungry. <laughs> I've been at work all day, and it's time. To, it's almost time to eat. So we're uh, we're making this for us for dinner tonight. You gave us a good reason to cook. So nice, nice, nice. All right. Um, while you're doing that, yep. Leo's going to run a quick. Uh, what's it? A 30, 36 second commercial. Uh, yeah, uh, like a sixty second. Uh, all right. Let's let's run the Deadly Grounds commercial while he's running that dough. Sounds good. So, uh, you know, uh, here is Deadly Grounds. I won't give you the spiel, but you know, local uh, local coffee roaster. Uh, wow, that peaked a little bit. Where are they out? Where are they out of? Just out of curiosity. Right in uh, Connecticut. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Most amazing coffee you'll ever have. Here's a zombie talking about coffee. Nice. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs> I fucking love that commercial. Yeah, yeah, I know. So do I. <laughs> it just fits. I mean, that commercial was made long before we started this show, and it just fits perfect. I love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Tom, uh, that's uh, that's what he does. Uh, he, he makes videos. So, uh, yeah, no, sh- no shit. I, I, oh. think, uh, I think that's part of his day job. I'm not sure, but uh, he does awesome work. Well, yeah, yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. What about it? got Dottie. Dottie brought the guy to the uh, salt and miso in the broth. So, what Pat's doing right now, he's going to get our broth into, into working order, into where it needs to be, flavored right. And uh, so, it's just a, a base chicken broth at this point, nothing too crazy. I think there's a little bit of ginger and uh, and leeks in there, right? For this chicken broth? Yeah, or this one just basically. Oh, more basic. I spent so long since I made it. Yeah, I know. This was, yeah, there's definitely garlic, ginger, leeks, and some fennel. Oh, yeah. Nice. Fennel is untraditional in a ramen broth. It's not a very Asian uh, vegetable, but I'm it a big well. fan of it. And it I happened well. to have some extra fennel sauce in the time I was making the broth. So, yeah. So, we kind of did a little bit of our own twist on it at this point, but it's still, you don't really get the flavor. It doesn't come through as like fennel forward in any way. It's just a, a nice aromatic almost at that point it gets guys gets a nice little touch to the flavor of the broth but nothing too crazy right right yeah i just like the way you hand crank your noodle yeah i'm, I'm very good at cranking my noodle that's a i've been working on it for about uh 31 years now <laughs> long, long noodle, okay? i'm really good at it at this point oh my word i'm working i try so, um as far as as far as your your business goes the actual yep. um you know events in private events that you guys do yep on average what would a a, a private event cost somebody 
It, that, see, that's a really hard question to answer, to be totally honest. I figured honest. it was. That's why I threw it right. at you. Yeah, it's a good, good. Go for it. So it's really going to depend. There's a lot of factors that go into determining the cost of an event like that. Um, how many people is the first, first like, big thing? You know, well, like well, we're quarantined, so we, what is it, fucking 10? Well, that's our uh, right now. Right normally, now. we have a minimum of 10 people for a private event. Right. Uh, during the whole COVID, we've obviously adjusted that, so the maximum is eight people because as a group of 10 is the limit, so you have to include me and Joe as the chefs, so that allows them to do dinners for eight. Yeah. So um, that's where we're at on that right now. How many courses they want to do affect the price, okay. what proteins they want. You know, you can go anywhere from, like, if you put chicken on a dish, that's significantly cheaper than if we put steak or lobster on a dish you know so it all all plays into okay so so if you were going to do an average chicken dish style something maybe something similar to what you're doing right now uh for your average amount of people give us one second and i will give you an answer to your question i'm gonna oh he's got it he's got it written down and get a Rough, uh, give you a rough estimate as if you were a customer inquiring for that. I mean, I know it off my head. Well, just, just in case any of our three course for a three course meal where the entree has chicken, and then you're talking about like a basic vegetable appetizer and a fruit based dessert, you'd be looking at about 120 to 130 dollars a person. Okay, that's just for that's that's just in yeah. food, there's other costs and different things involved, but uh. Yeah. It really depends on what you need, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, on top of that, we have a staff we bring out that needs to be paid. Um, so there's like, you know, we run servers. If we do an event, we don't joke around with it. You know, it's going to be, even in your own home, it's going to be like you went to a fine dining restaurant in your own dining room. You are not going to have to worry about anything. We're going to have a team there to handle absolutely anything that you might want handled drink service, anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Nice. We come cool. from fine dining. That's where we've worked at for many years. And, uh, it's the style of food and service that we like to do and where we feel comfortable. So we, uh, we really push it. Well, no, that's awesome. I mean, it just, and that question was basically thrown out there because we do have a lot of people watching, not yep. so many in, and actually there's a lot in the comments, but more so watching, but yep. if they kind of had this inkling, you know, this would be a good thing to do or something like that. At least they have some sort of an idea. I would say anyone who has the idea that they want to come and eat with us or would want to have us do a private dinner, I'd suggest I'd advise them to email me and I can Absolutely. send them our, uh, I can send them our, our price breakdown sheet that has all the details to that. Every, all everything that what everything costs from start to finish. That's all. Now, now wouldn't wouldn't you just? Why didn't you just say that when I asked you the question? That would have just resolved no, everything. I was trying to give you a rough idea. On the <laughs> I was trying to give you a question the way you asked it. I'm just being a dick in the crowd. I mean, I definitely could have just said that, but that feel like that would have been me being the dick in the crowd, being like, just fucking look it up, bro. Like, <laughs> well, see, I would have respected that answer. <laughs> As would I, but I'm not trying to be rude to the people that's, in yeah. the comments. That's not the answer yeah. that we'll ever give one of our guests. Yeah. So the cool thing is if you check the show notes down below or above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, I got a section there that says follow mass cannabis chefs and uh, all the different ways you can reach out to them, their website, their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, it's all right there. All you got to do is click and follow. And I believe you also added the uh, Netflix link, correct? I, uh, I have the video downloaded. Oh, so you do? Would you like me to play that? Oh, the um, trailer. So, so for people who don't know who are checking in and, and looking in who haven't seen the show yet, uh, on 420 this year, Pat was was on the show Cooked with Cannabis on Netflix uh, last year, last summer, I believe it was. He got flown out to L.A. to compete. Uh, 
won't tell you this the detail how that all played out for people who haven't seen it. So go out means go on uh, Netflix, watch Cooked with Cannabis, episode five. Pat's own competes against some chefs from the West Coast. It was a, a hell of a show. Uh, hell of a time being there. I had a lot of right? it, it was it was a really good time. Uh, you know, different cannabis chefs from all around the country, and just kind of seeing the way they were doing, there like their their style of almost what we do. You know, everybody's doing things a little bit differently. Um, so it was just really cool to see everybody's different takes on stuff. Right, great. That must have been a great learning experience. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And also a great teaching experience. I, I was uh, not of. Entirely surprised to learn that some of the people that had been called the show were in, uh, all the way up to date on the processes of how to accurately infuse and dose food. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't surprised to hear that at all. I would that a lot of people are not not ever just based on the way that I see edibles handled these days. Just in general, with with people around the way and the lack of accurate dosing of edibles and things like that, you just know that there's 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 a learning curve there and until you're taught it until you know how it works you don't know how it works even if you think you do gotcha that's that's just what i've seen that's one of the biggest problems that we really run into in in dinners just as a rule is that uh people come in thinking they know what their infusion level is thinking they know what dose is good for them because of the edibles all the time yeah because they eat edibles that are labeled as a certain thing all the time and then you see online all the time all these different edible companies or at least we did pre COVID when like MCR was open and shit, uh, all these different people testing stuff that said it was this dose, but it was like, you know, said it was 300, but it was 30, you know, shit like that. You know, right. you see that all the time. It's like so common out there right now that well, uh, it is, it is. It's, it's, it's sad. It's scary because then people come to us and they're like, yeah, we can handle, I can handle 300 milligrams at a time and I'll give you 300 milligrams in your dinner if you want it. Cause you know, that's your own choice as an adult to have that. But right. if you're expecting the feeling of 30 milligrams and you actually get a true 300 milligrams, that's a drastic, that's, drastic difference there. That's a, that's a bad night. Yeah. That's very bad night. night. It might be a yeah. good night. But either way, it's going to be a very different night than what you were expecting. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That's a bad night. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Trust me. Yeah, it's, and, and that's just it. And that's that's why we think we, we believe so strongly in testing everything. Like anything we cook with has been lab tested. We're doing all the math, doing all the weighing everything out with a with a scale that goes to the 100,000th degree, you know, the, the three yeah. decimals to the left. So we get really, really accurate with it. Because sometimes wow. we get people that come to dinner that only want three milligrams in their whole meal or five milligrams in their whole meal. And we have to be able to give that to them. You know, right, we, have right. them. we have to be able to accurately dose them with that, which is kind of the reason we don't use flour for cooking because you can't accurately do anything like that using actual flour, nor is it time So There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of reasons why flour is not ideal for doing an event like what we do. The main one, right. flavor. Yeah. You never want all that chlorophyll in your food. Never. Right, right. So we do have a couple questions that popped up. Um, I know. We, we got a question here. It says, what dish do you all make that's the most potent dish? Any dish can be the most potent yeah. dish. It really, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. That's the, that's the beauty of what we do is every person gets their dish infused to the level that they want it to be. So if it's infused to the level you want it to be, then it's going to be as potent as you kind of really want it to be that, so it's within reason of what we offer for dinners. Now, as far as flavor goes, Joe was mentioning that like one of the, for the first dinner we ever did was Thanksgiving. And I will still say that turkey gravy will carry the flavor of cannabis better than anything we've found to date so far. Really? Uh, Fair enough. Dairy products work really well. Like a cheese sauce holds it really nicely. Uh, 
But yeah, turkey gravy is just like once you have turkey gravy with weed in it, you don't want. You it. never want turkey gravy without weed in it. Yeah. And that will with what he's saying. The reason why he brings that up right now is because because the flavor works so well. You can really infuse that really heavily and not have to worry about the flavor being off-putting or whatever, no matter which way you're infusing it. Because that turkey gravy that we made with we did it that first time, we did with flour. We did like a, a butter, we did a flour, like an infused butter that we used to it to infuse it with. That was kind of what we determined that using flour was the not the right way for us to do what we were gonna do. But, oh, that's uh, a great idea, actually. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be all over that one. Oh, it's delicious. You can hit me up. I'll give you a recipe. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's also one of the ones that's like very easy to infuse. It requires you know no, you can no you can infuse pretty much any dish you can imagine. There are very few things in the world that you can't infuse. The one, one thing: pickles. Pickles. That's what I. That's the only thing. To get accurate, you can't accurately infuse pickles. Yeah. You can infuse them, but to know how much THC is actually in that pickle is compared to the pickle right next to it. Yeah. And how's that transition, tra the transfer from your brine into the pickle going to work? Is that really going to give you a, a true measurement? You know what I mean? Like, is that oh. going to give you a true infusion there? I don't believe it will. Oh. That gives a whole new meaning to pickle shots. Yeah. <laughs> that's a well, thing. Well, that's the thing with infusing pickles is you would have to end up drinking the brine. Otherwise, yeah. you'd be wasting it. You know, like, no matter what you do, there's going to be THC in the brine. That's how you infuse pickles. You individually wrap the fucking the, the, the whole pickles. One pickle like, in like they brine, do those things that you get one pickle, one pickle in the brine. Drink the, the brine. juice, yeah. eat the pickle, you'll be stoned. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Look at that. Feel it. Vacuum seal pickle. the pickle. <laughs> Trademark that, Jeff. Trademark that quick. Yep. <laughs> Jeff, what you do on the weekends, let's let's talk about that later. I saw why you got that trailer there, Leo. You want I, to I, I, do, I do. Here we go. Send it. There is a revolution taking the cooking world by storm. And it's all because of this star ingredient. Bring on the weed. Welcome to a cooking competition like no other. Feeling dangerous. Each episode, three expert cannabis chefs will prepare a three-course cannabis-infused menu that will put their culinary skills to the ultimate test. I'm competitive. I love to win, and nobody travels anywhere to take an L. I really like using raw flour just because there's so much flavor that's in it. One of you is going to be leaving here with $10,000. Two of you are going to just be leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Along for the wild ride, and each episode will be a group of special Guests. I can tell you gotta be had to come up with this. I'll just eat the whole pie. <laughs> Let's get it cooked! <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about right there, that beautiful sear. Mm. When CBD and THC work together, they essentially create a symphony. This last one really got me though, took me to another level. It's fire time, guys. It's gonna smoke all together. Oh, you're so dramatic. <laughs> 30 minutes till I win the $10,000. Oh, watch oh. oh, why am I holding a spoon? Because. I'm high. <laughs> Less than one minute left. That's not enough time. Are you fired up? Yes, say it! I can see that people are getting a little bit more intense. This is it. Five, four, three, two, one! This is Cooked with Cannabis. Sweetie, you can't get up from the table till you've had your THC. Okay, and I said uh, that was episode five they need to look for, correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, High Holidays. High so, Holidays. Yeah, so, so I, I did Thanksgiving, okay. a play on the Thanksgiving meal during my episode. We were supposed to choose a holiday, and it was our first holiday. It's still been, always been one of my favorites, so it's local to Plymouth, Mass, where I come from, so how could I not, you know? 
That's so, right. And now I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. I just said that. That's right. That's why we're cooking. So uh, Kimberly's asking, what ingredients take away from the infusion? Take away from, uh, from the from the flavor of acids, uh, like citric. Yeah, things. high citric. Like uh, that's I, I see, like people making the like infused lemonades, and that's always kind of baffled me because that's the one flavor I've found. Like lemon and cannabis just don't pair very well together at all. Uh, even when you're talking about a strain that's high in like a uh, limonene, like an actual uh, lemon flavored terpene, kind of, uh, they still they just kind of counteract that acid takes away from the base effect of. The cannabis. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, the flavor just doesn't isn't my favorite. You can do it, but like when we do dishes that have citric elements, we tend to infuse something different than the citric part of the of the dish. We'll go with something that's not a heavy citrus part. You know, anything else in the dish per, per se. It could be it could be anywhere. But yeah, that's a that's a good question. I don't know that there's any food that necessarily takes away from the actual effect. Uh, nothing that will. There's nothing that's gonna stop you from being high. No, and like you know, certain ones will, but it's not based off of necessarily the way that that ingredient will interact with the THC. More so, the way that that ingredient interacts with your personal digestive system. You know, if if cheese is hard to digest for you, then an infused mac and cheese is going to be very hard for you to fully process because your body's struggling to process the cheese in the beginning. So processing the THC along with it is complicated yeah. and that's really what the biggest thing for when it comes to edibles that people just don't that, that's like i think what, what kind of confuse a lot of people like you're high when you're talking about edibles is all coming from your digestion so how long is it going to take to get you high how long is it going to take until you feel your infusion well that depends on you personally i'm sure it's people, for people who know who've eaten edibles before they know that but for people who don't like or are not really super you know informed in that regard it's all about how you personally or how your personal digestion works because it has to go through your liver and your kidneys and be converted into the whatever chemical name i can never remember this chemical name it's whatever thc is converted to in your liver and it becomes six to ten times stronger and that's the problem with like edibles compared to smoking and that's why people the people who are like hey i smoke every day i can eat all the edibles i want no you can't that's <laughs> No, no, it doesn't work like that. You cannot. Yeah, some of you, some of you, yes, that's real. Like you know, some people really do just have a high tolerance due to that. But it really just depends on how your body is going to process it because it's not. That's there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. You can't say because you're a big guy that now all of a sudden you're not gonna get too fucked up by 500 milligrams of THC. Like 500 milligrams of THC, almost anyone's gonna feel that. You know what I if mean? If you don't feel 500, then there's a fucking problem with yeah. you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would um, say maybe like figuring something out, take a tolerance break or something. Because 500 is a lot. See a professional. Yeah, <laughs> see a professional, not me. <laughs> so uh, Michelle is asking, how would you use for fudge? What would I do? How would we do what? How would you how would you make infused fudge? What would you use? Infuse the butter. Yeah. Infuse the butter that you're putting into your fudge. You're adding yeah. the, the butter as one of the last ingredients that gets added to your fudge at the very end anyway when you're making a traditional fudge. Yeah. I would infuse the butter. You can either use a flour infusion or a concentrate infusion into it, but either way, I would infuse the butter because it doesn't get heated. And to accurate for an accurate dosage and things like that, we always work by weight. You know, so if we if we put uh, 0.12 of a concentrate into 100 grams of butter. We know that there is, let's just say that's 100 milligrams in that 100 grams of butter. So I could then use 
50 grams of butter to get to 50 milligrams or you know you, that can play out however you want but, i did for when i make fudge we actually did fudge for our harvest cup entry uh the first year the harvest cup was a thing and uh we did an infused fudge for when we entered that and it really like you just what i did was just take the the measure of fudge that you of butter that you would use in your fudge recipe infuse that amount of butter and then just put it in when it's time that way you know you're using the right amount there's no question there it's exactly what you need and yeah then you know the and then you know you know that you take whatever that dosage that you put into the butter and divide that by however many pieces of fudge you end up with or however you cut it or you can cut them in the way you want to cut them based on what dosage you want you know so basically, it all boils down to math. Yep. Lots oh, yeah. Of math. Lots, lots of math. And especially when you're talking about like the, the process of decarboxylation, because when you decarboxylate some uh, concentrate or a flour of any kind, you only want to decarboxylate 70%, because after that, you start seeing diminishing returns. More THC is being converted into CBN than THCA is being converted into TH active THC that you can ingest. So if you have something... Let's just say you have a flower that's 20% THC. You are only going to be able to pull 70% of that 20% out of that flower to accurately be able to use. Which is why when you see, look at like tax scores from like from labs a lot of the time, you'll see like, oh, you have this much THC in the actual thing, but then there's the available THC number, which is what you're essentially, well, well, that is what you're going to be able to get out of your final, in the, in the end when you cook it. Oh, awesome. good to know. Yeah, it is good to know. Uh, but yeah, and you can hear a pin drop. Bing. <laughs> I'm I'm a little high and been drinking all day at work, so yeah, I'm a little high too. No way. That's good. Um, Very good. Yeah, working just, just on. a little. Yeah, just a little right now. Just a little. Yeah, actually, I, get high. I was gonna say I might go pack a bowl. Pardon me for like one minute. Yeah. Not stepping off so that we can get as higher. Join. We don't smoke unless we're high. That's like a. That's kind of how we met. We we met doing dabs in the basement at the restaurant that we worked at. That was like uh, <laughs> that was our thing. That's literally how we met before I worked there. Like I was friends with the owner before I met him, it, which is part of why I didn't want to work there at first because I was friends with the owner and I yeah. don't. I know better than to work for friends. It's kind of a fucking shitty idea. You always end up resenting your friends, and that's not fun. So um, I didn't work for there for a while. But uh, we were, I was, I asked my friend, I was like, you want to go do a dab? And he's like, yeah, where can we go? We said, oh, let's go into the basement. It was his restaurant. So we went to the basement and Pat happened to be down there. And uh, yeah, and then we continued that, uh, that whole thing for as long as we worked there. We would do dabs in that basement all the time. I can't tell you how many delivery guys walked in on us doing dabs in the basement. Slap a burger <laughs> on the grill, go do a dab. I'll be back yeah. Every two hours, it was like clockwork. We had we literally had timers going, and it's like every two hours we'd go downstairs. No matter what was going on in the restaurant, it really didn't matter. We would go downstairs and do a fat dab real quick, and then come right back up. Like he just said, we throw we throw all the food on the grill or on the, in the saute or in the oven or everything we had to get going. We get it all going as soon as everything's on and ready and has a, a couple minutes. Run downstairs real quick. Good to go. Nice. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. I miss doing that. <laughs> I definitely don't miss working in restaurants like at all, but fun nonetheless. Right, right. Any uh, we got any more questions out there, Leah? Because uh, I'm uh, not paying attention. Uh, so uh, Kevin said it's hydroxy eleven, I believe that. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. That's like delta hydroxy number tetrahydrocannabinol. Eleven is probably that sounds right. I can never remember that whole thing. It's a long chemistry yeah, yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. I know what it means. I know what it does. 
I know what it does. I know how it works. I just can never remember that name. Again, I smoke a lot of weed, so that's uh, yeah. As the smoke billows and clears. Yeah. So, uh, Minor, we're going to be giving away uh, CBD and mask giveaway. We're going to be pulling the winner at the end of the show. Uh, so uh, probably what in about ten minutes uh, we'll pull a winner. Yeah, ten fifteen. Show how you, how you guys doing for time? We um, we're close. Okay. That's what she said. Yeah, she's she's always saying that. You know. Yeah, I'm close. I'm close. Why'd you stop? Up, but never close enough. Because <laughs> oh, I'm done. Because <laughs> I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> and a little sneak peek of the next prize for next week: limited edition Canman print autographed. Canman, yeah. yeah, nice. That's my he guy. does beautiful oh. work. We've had he him was working some on events. that piece at dinner. Oh, All yeah. the dinners that he did with us, he was working on that piece. That's awesome. He's uh come out to dinner a couple times. Uh, pig roast dinner. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that because, like you said, you guys are local. I mean, especially to me and Jeff. Pig roast was in Clifton last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that, and I think we were away. Yeah, we weren't here. Yeah, we were away when that yeah, happened. We weren't here. Pig roast is a lot of fun. I'll tell you. I don't know that we're going to be able to do it this year, which is really sad. Uh, just because of the uh, restrictions on uh, yeah. how many people and all that, I'm not going to do it for a small group. It's not worth it. A pig needs fucking 50 yeah. people or so yeah. to eat it. 10 people mm -hmm. the whole pig. Yeah. At least, so, not, at least not the size of all we put on. Yeah. yeah. We put on over right. well, yeah. 10 people, all you're going to get is the head. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah exactly. <laughs> and again, that's what she said. Right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for 10 people, all you were going to get is the ass. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> lucky to get that, I guess. Right? Especially if it's infused. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky to get any ass. Especially it's injected. Yeah. Pat's getting an our infusion ready right now. I'm going to plug. Just a tip. <laughs> Uh, so for those of you watching the live stream right now, I just put a link in the comments. Uh, you have a couple minutes more to enter. So we'll pull the winner probably in about 10, 15, but I believe the, uh, the contest officially ends, uh, in about five minutes, roughly. So Sweet. you guys are tapped. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Michelle is asking, what are you guys making? I know you talked about it earlier, but for right the, those people just tuning in. Yeah, sure. So we are doing an infused bowl of Japanese ramen. Uh, it's a what we would call a miso torikotsu, which means it is salted with miso paste. This is a soy, uh, fermented soybean paste, and it is a in a chicken, a rich, uh, uh, thick chicken broth. And I am in the process of cutting our fresh-made noodles that we just made in front of you. I hand cut my noodles because I can't get a machine to cut them the right size. Working on it. Actually. <laughs> what, what I've looked into it. They don't. Uh, so no, they don't say anything. Now, Joe, this is this is what you do the pop ups with, right? Is this yep. type of cooking right here? Yep, exactly. Uh, this is a. Uh, that's why I'm able to do these noodles and I don't just buy them because I learned how to do it for the restaurant that I'm trying to open. Yep. I've been working on it for a year or so now. It's a process to open a restaurant and acquire money and oh yeah, we know all that, all the goods for opening things. That isn't cheap, especially when you want to build it on Main Street in Plymouth, Massachusetts. So really, 
Yeah. I could walk down there. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, we're going to be doing, or I'll be doing ramen at uh, Second Wind Brewer, Second Wind Brewing, uh, probably Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the foreseeable future, uh, starting, I think, this weekend. No shit. You'll have to you'll have to send me the info on that because I literally only live a couple minutes away. Yeah, I'll put it in. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it in the group message that we were in and send it to you so you can come down. It'd be a uh, yeah. Like I said, we're starting this weekend. I think we're doing an open on Friday, opening nice. it up on Friday. But the only way that the brewery can open and do anything is to have food. Right. 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 I, um, I happen to be. That being phase four for the bars, yeah. and they do food that's nice. Yeah. That's why. If you I serve guess. food, if you serve food, and you're doing sit down food, you fall into phase two, as opposed to uh, oh, falling into phase four like every other bar does with because uh, they're open. That's open standing, you know, pack in type type stuff. All we can do is sit down at seats at tables. You know, we're gonna have a limited amount of tables at the brewery, outdoors only. Uh, pretty neat. I think my wife got into my gummies. <laughs> She's gonna have a good night. Well, yeah, I'll have to come down and check out the brewery too. Oh yeah, we do really great beer, man. I'm, uh, I've been brewing there for. I guess I've been brewing there since last November. Cool. Now, I didn't even know that. I mean, shit. If I had known that, I would have already been down there. Yeah, yeah, we do some. Well, those guys stuff. living so close, we should. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't even just hooked up to get high together. Fair right? Enough. We yeah, can. We could just go down in the basement and do dabs. That's not yeah. <laughs> if only I I don't have the you basement to do that. Like right next to that basement too. You work. Like yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> My brewery is right behind the restaurant that me and him worked at uh, when we met. Like I look at the building that we used to work in every day when I come into work. Right. Yeah, it's like literally, it's the like, well, it's we, the garage right behind. I remember when we were working there. We worked it wasn't there, a brewery. Yeah, no, we worked there. The garage out back was like all, all parties. Uh, just, yeah, it was all like like beaten down, and just like the guy that owned it would show up to have like random raves every once in a while. Now it's a brewery. Yeah, they were actually like building the brewery when the restaurant was shutting down. They were in the back there like building it at that time. Right. Oh, funny. Remember the chick who did the uh, the conch chowder? Yeah. She came into the brewery today. Matt's like. No, that was Becca's uh, friend or whatever that did that. Like Becca was the one who put that together, but yeah. the girl who actually cooked it, okay. the the little short girl or whatever, she came in the brewery. Yeah, like you realize those only fucking existed. Yeah, warm water, right? Yeah, she's. It wasn't the brightest thing they ever did, I tell you. So uh, how many how many people are you cooking for tonight? Just four, four. just two of four. us, and then one and two more. Just a quick, quick, and then we're so for for this dish we're keeping it simple because uh, ramen is very big on having different fats that go into the dish that'll float on top. So super simple infusion for this one. I've mixed our concentrate of a THC distillate and some CBD distillate into some uh, garlic and shallot oil that we've made, and then we'll literally just uh, I'll suck this up into a syringe. So I know exactly how much needs to go on every single dish and just top it off with some of the infused and then some regular uninfused oil to go with it. So everybody has the same levels of oil. So the flavor is still consistent, even though the dosing is different. Gotcha. So like both the girls that are eating with us tonight have lower doses than what me and Pat are getting and very specific lower doses than what me and Pat are getting. So we are going to make sure that they get exactly what they want and that we get what we want. <laughs> okay. Which, uh, as you can imagine, is probably is quite much, quite a good amount more than what they want. 
<laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I had so many comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Lay I kept, on. I, I kept it polite. Right, and then you, and then you, so you make up the difference uh, after you do the infusion with uh, the uninfused oil so that everything is exactly. consistent. Yeah. Right. Okay. We do that in a lot of things. That's a very common way of infusing for us. You know, you find well, what the what's going to be infused. You infuse part of it. You mix it into what they're, and then if it's like something where it needs to get mixed in, you mix it in with more of the uninfused version to get to the proper amount so that it's evenly dispersed on a yeah, plate. Yeah. Also allows us to have zero waste. You know, if we're going to infuse the sauce rather than infuse the entire sauce, we'll infuse just what we need. Divide that out and then come back with an uninfused sauce and top it all off. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of getting totally fucked up on the barbecue sauce. I mean, we can totally infuse sauce, like, things like that ahead of time. That's, that's like the that's very what, traditional yeah, way to do it. That's what we did with our, our, our pig roast. You know, it's like our pig roast is we have, like, let's just say we have four different barbecue sauces. The base, like, honey barbecue is the infused one. You show up, it's like, how much do you want? Okay, you get this much regular barbecue, then go nuts with any other sauce you want. Nice. That so makes you, sense. Bunch of hand cut noodles, big fucking mountain of them right here. Cutting them up while he's cooking the chicken, so we can plate these bowls up shortly. Nice. Should be perfect. I knew that when you told me how long this was, I was like, yeah, it's about the perfect time to make a bowl of noodles. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just enjoying watching this. Yeah, we're uh, we're making it happen. Trying to make it interesting while we do so. Well, it's been very interesting because all we've been able to see is your nipples. I, if you're, you'd be lucky to see my nipples, okay? They're pretty. Fun. They're pretty nice. <laughs> okay, though, it, it, it's it's as full as. Oh, I can't speak tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm on caffeine, not anything else. Uh, so uh, it, it's been mesmerizing just watching that. You know, dough become this huge thing of noodles. It's been yeah. uh, right. It's, yeah. it's going to make it hard for me to go to the store and buy those ramen noodles now. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those are totally uh those are freeze-dried versions of this and uh yeah. they're not good at all like they're no. coated with a lot of wax which this doesn't have um if any of you are up in the quincy area um you can go to cam camen foods it's the agent supermarket in quincy and they will sell in their noodle section in the fresh noodle section um they sell these like version of instant ramen, which is made by Sun Noodle. Uh, you can either use their packs of uh, of, of uh, broth, it's, it, uh, what is it, concentrate or whatever, or you can just use their noodles because they make they're the company that makes the best the noodles that most restaurants in the whole okay. country would use. And they'll just stock their instant. They have their own kind of like an instant version, but instead of like a powder pack, it's like a paste. The broth is like reduced down to a paste, and then you just add water to that. It's, right. it's really like I make my own ramen, like as a rule, and uh, I eat their instant stuff because it's fire. Well, they they look pretty simple to make. I'll just have to pick up one of those ball rollers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, that's the thing. Is the it's not really that they're hard to make in in, in all actuality. It's getting the the mixtures right of for your kansui. The kansui is the most important part of of the noodles. Is making sure that you have the right amount of liquid in them, of the right amount of right amount of hydration and liquid just in general, but of the right amount of the chemical that makes gives them the right texture and flavor and all that. So yeah, right. now you see here is a big old mountain of uh, of noodles. That's my fresh noodles that I just made in, in front of your eyes. That's enough for like probably about twenty five ounces of noodles right there. 
So that's like five people's portions of noodles. I guess we generally do a four ounce noodle, a four ounce noodle portion here. So uh, yeah, they're really good though. Those noodles are the best. I know, but I, now I'm fucking hungry as hell. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> what about Jeff? He's normally starving by now. Uh, uh, no, another 12 minutes, and he'll yep. be like, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat. Come on, hurry the fuck up. That's no, right. actually, uh, we're, we're having uh, chicken cordon bleu. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, I know it's uh, for the people down my area. Uh, there's a place in Groton right on the water that uh, hand makes their own noodles as well. Uh, ramen? Uh, not ramen. It's it's more uh, of an Italian place. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I find that Italian noodles are far more common. For some reason, I, I really couldn't tell you why people don't make their own noodles for ramen as well. It's kind of always been shocking to me. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I, don't, I never could quite understand why that was a thing. But that is what most everybody do. Uh, they buy the sun noodles. And they the, the beauty of sun noodle, though, is that for every customer that they have, They'll do like custom style noodles for that company. So like every ramen shop out there could have their own specialty noodle made by Sun Noodle for them, which I think is, is pretty awesome. Nice. And that was always just, that was just a really cool thing that I that I liked about them. And they, they make amazing noodles. They really do. They're they're delicious. But uh, as a chef who makes everything myself, I just can't like, rightfully like justify it to make them not make them at this point, you know. Or at least not have the option for them of the ones that I made. Gotcha. I love these noodles. They're so good. Big old pile of nudes. Yeah, they do look good. Like you like to say, send the nudes. Send nudes. Send them. Send the nudes. Yeah, we're, we're big fans around this way. <laughs> so how um, how do we do on the contest, Leo? Uh, well, we didn't pull a winner yet, but we have, uh, let's see, 82 entries, uh, sorry, 82 contestants with, uh, 1,204 entries. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Oh, people, huh? Yeah. So, uh, definitely beat out the, uh, the mystery box from Hippie Chick. So, uh, each week you guys been, uh, growing on the, uh, kind of... yeah, I like when it grows. <laughs> Now, I want to know how I get a mass cannabis chef's shirt like the one Joe's wearing. Come see. Oh, look oh. at that. Did he just lose his feed? <laughs> you won't get to see what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he just lost his feed. <laughs> what if his phone died? Uh, well, it still shows that he's there. It's probably like his connection is just. Yeah, the laptop just went. Yeah. Uh, oh, he'll be back. Do we want to pull the winner while we? Why don't wait? we pull the winner while we're trying to get him back in? Pull the winner. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Ready to award? Oh, uh, Kevin, it's because he asked for a free shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. While we're waiting for them to come back, oh, we just lost them. Yeah. Okay. The winner is Drumroll. Swaterman six six six. Swaterman 666. No fucking idea who that is. Nope. Nope. Uh, what I'll do is I will give you, Ben, I'll give you their email so you can reach out. All right. And Swaterman, that's got to be one of my relatives. Swaterman 666? Well, Waterman. Wow, that don't mean nothing. No, it don't, but we'll find out. Yeah. So, yeah, send me their email. Yes. So, congratulations, Swaterman. Hey, hey guys, hey. you're back. Yeah, sorry. This thing, uh, the cord wasn't plugged in right, and it 
cut out on us. That's but, uh, all right. We're back. No, Leo does not smoke weed. Sure? I was, I was going to let Leo answer that. <laughs> I know, Leo. Oh, no shit. Oh, uh, Michelle says a Samantha. Oh, uh, damn. Um, do we need <laughs> re that, No, 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 no. That's my wife's niece, and she's been giving me a hard time about a mask. Yeah. And I said, I'll tell you what, you can get a free mask if you can get your aunt to, you know, give me a little love. And the, she just won the fucking mask, and I just got screwed out of getting love. <laughs> I the, said it politely. Um, and the uh, can the can man print contest that'll be uh, uh, you can enter that all week until uh, end of the show Wednesday. next Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Matt, we actually, I'll put the link. I'll for people watching now. I'll put the link in the uh, in the chat. In the chat. So you can get an extra jump on it just for the people that are watching live right now. Uh, yeah, and uh, to answer Matt's <laughs> question, I do not, uh, but I'm gonna look and see if I can get a uh, medical card when I see the doctor in October. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. With my job, I want to make sure everything's up on board. So, yeah, uh, well, I know you've been doing the CBD and it's really been helping you, so yeah, except uh, this weekend I really fucked up my back, so it's uh, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely helping, you know. Uh, my wife's been you know putting the stuff on my back and stuff, so. Try go. laying down when you play with yourself instead of sitting up. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot more fun. <laughs> Fucking Matt. <laughs> Is that your new movie, Matt? <laughs> Smoking meth? Laying down playing with yourself? Smoking no, meth? no, no, no. Uh, Matt Fisher is a uh, independent uh, filmmaker. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I did a cameo in one of his movies that's coming out, but he just no. said he's going to start a show called Smoking Meth. Fair enough. Yeah. Now you got to get your card <laughs> in Connecticut, though, right? Yeah, I'm in Connecticut, and I hear that uh, that it, it's a little bit more difficult. I've heard your whole system in Connecticut's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's what I've heard about Connecticut's medical system, but uh, I don't have, I'm not from Connecticut and I don't deal with that, so I couldn't honestly say, but that was the rumor. Right. Yeah, Connecticut is uh, certainly special. I mean, I live, love living down here, but it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, certainly special. Yeah. Well, to me, it's not even a nice state to drive through. No, Connecticut. <laughs> well, certain parts are, you know. Wow. Well, I'm just, you know, well, I've got, well, Listen, I've got you guys memories of being stuck on 95 in Connecticut. Right. Oh, no, 95 is bad, but uh, driving to Hartford, 84 is just, well, it depends on, you know, like if you're driving towards New York uh, and the closer you get to New York, New Haven and everything like that, it's just an absolute mess. Same thing with Hartford, uh, a, uh, Route 84. It is, you know, uh, my drive without traffic to work is about an hour. Uh, on average, uh, is about two hours you know, with, with traffic. Yeah. Sometimes it fucking back hurts. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it could be like there's been times where it's been like four hours. I get stuck in because there's multiple accidents and everything is just. Well, it's because they don't know how to fucking drive. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, they live in Connecticut. Listen, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to stop this right now because the three of us, well, the four of us are hammering on the producer. This is the guy that actually produces the shows for us, guys. Hey, he <laughs> seems like we're supposed guy. to be nice to him. Hey, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what part of Connecticut he lives in. We uh, love Connecticut. Connecticut is great. No, I'm, uh, I'm over uh, near Mystic. I'm right between the two casinos. Okay. Uh, I have family in Westport. That's why I asked. Okay. Yeah. And my grand, my, my whole dad's side of the family is from out there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some, uh, some nice areas, but yeah, the traffic is terrible. 
Yeah. Construction. There's always construction. Oh, yeah. 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 You, know, you know, Mystic is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's just the, the driving in Connecticut is horrible. Yeah. That's why, you know, a lot of times it's, uh, it's, that's just take the, uh, the back roads. The back roads are just amazing. So, right, so back okay. back to Joe. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, before we do that, so for the people watching right now, I'm putting in the comments the new contest for the Canman print. Uh, so you can get a jump on entering right now. So uh, there we go. You should have that. I just sent it to everybody. There you go. Okay. So back back to my question for Joe. Um, yes, and then your then your computer or your phone or whatever you're using cut out. How do I get a shirt? Oh, um, come see me. I'll take care of you. Nice. Just ask me. I got shirts at home. Nice. But we should we should just hook up and have a session anyway. For right? people who are uh, who are looking to possibly buy one, though, if you go on our website uh, com, they are available in the shop there. So uh, for for other people, but uh, I'll take care of you guys. Well, so, wait, we'll, we'll we'll do a swap with you. Sweet, I like that. We like swaps. And uh, for the people that are partaking and can't possibly remember that link, just check the show notes down below or above. I got a link right there. Very easy. Just find it and click. Yep. yep. And we yep. strongly suggest you guys uh, support them, you know, Thanks. especially right now uh, with all the events that have been canceled and, you know, everything that's going on in the world, supporting the locals and the small businesses is what it's really all about. Yeah, right. you know? And they got a bunch of cool shit in their website. You got to check them out, you know. Yeah, we have we have shirts on there. We have pins, gift cards, all the all the goods that anyone might want. Nice. So it's all available on the website. So right now, what you're seeing me do is assemble the bowls, pass this one around, and infuse them all. Right now, I'm adding this garlic shallot oil to the bowls, which already have what we call katsuboshi salt. Katsuboshi salt is essentially a toasted bonito flake buzzed in with salt. It just adds kind of like a fishy, briny taste to the bowl, which is very important in Japanese ramen. Uh, the next ingredient that I will be adding is what we call dashi. Dashi is a essentially a seafood broth, like a fish broth almost. It uses the dried the, the bonito flakes again and kombu, which is seaweed. Uh, you kind of at certain temperatures, resting for a certain amount of time. Through each step of the process, you infuse the flavor into the dashi, and then the dashi gets added to the bowl before noodles, before broth, before anything, so that it will um, add again more of the briny kind of sea flavor, which is very traditional for Japanese ramen. Generally, in here I put about two tablespoons of dashi into this bowl, into this bowl for each one of them. What's that? You didn't have four bowls that match. No, I don't. No. I mean, <laughs> they're all the plastic, the plastic ones. So yeah, not as fancy. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I saw the three bowls, and I'm like, "Who's the oddball tonight?" That's our low dose. That's a low dose. So you got like 10 milligrams, 25 milligrams, and the rest of whatever we made was 200. So about. Mm, 85 a piece. Yeah, so I'd, I'd have that little odd bowl down the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then here we have them bringing over. We have some fresh corn, edamame, and scallions. 
Edamame is not a very traditional ramen uh, topping, but the stores have been limited. And as I was in the store today, I saw it and I was like, yeah, that'll go. Nice. Can't wait to see what these noodles look like. I know, huh? Yeah. I've been on keto, so I'm so jonesing for noodles. <laughs> Not me, man. I am just like after watching them prep this and make this through the whole show. I um I I got really hungry, and it's like, well, I know they only live like ten minutes from here. <laughs> Yeah, we're not actually down uh, South Shore right now. We're up in uh, up in Weymouth right now. But okay, so that's only twenty five minutes from here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still, not far. Still doable. Oh, totally doable. I mean, I'm in Halifax. Oh yeah, you're even closer. And for for noodles, man, I could probably be there in fifteen. <laughs> I don't blame you. I should too. Now, do you um do you guys make an infused dinner for yourselves every night? No, no. Not at all. I don't. I don't eat that much infused food, to be totally honest. Okay. We both. We both usually. I mean, to be honest, there's like, like I was saying, there's about 85 milligrams in each one of our bowls here. Realistically, neither one of us is gonna feel that that Not much. That much uh, the reason we started doing dinner that's such a high dose, and for our friends, is just because that's what it takes us to actually feel it. Um, and, you know, to each their own, and everybody's different. Everybody's body processes THC differently. Some people. Get completely rocked up of like ten to twenty milligrams, and others won't even notice if they have that. Gotcha. Right. And you're gonna tell me you're gonna eat all that with chopsticks? Of course, yeah. you have to. I don't even know how to use chopsticks. I do. I, I throw them at people. I say, "Give me a fucking fork." <laughs> we bring those around too. You had to ask for them though. Yeah, and then we ridicule you for it. No, I'm just playing. We don't really do that, but <laughs> you are. I've seen an Asian lady straight up laugh at a friend of mine when he asked when he like had trouble with his chocolates. It was hilarious. They he, sell- he knows how to use them, and she came over because he like dropped something and like asked her if he wanted a fork, and it was the funniest thing. They sell ones that are like attached in the middle by like rubber bands, like like practice ones that you can practice with. So yeah, no. See, I wouldn't ask for a fork. I wouldn't use the chopsticks. I would just pick up the bowl and slurp it down. Yeah, and that's another way to do it. <laughs> when you're eating ramen, you're not eating ramen right. The bottom oh, of the bottom of this bowl right here actually says slurp, slurp. Mm. <laughs> so you just saw us add all of the noodles to all the bowls. I'm now going to add what they would call ryu, which is a spicy chili oil uh, in just a jet. Very hot. This stuff is like extremely spicy. I kind of have my own little version of Ryu that I make that's uh, a bit hotter than most Ryu would be. And uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Jeff, I found something for you. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is so for me. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. All right, so now I'm about to build my bowls. So essentially at this point, I add all the toppings before the broth goes on. You go, so a little bit of sweet corn. Sweet corn is a very traditional topping, uh, as opposed to the edamame that's going to go on here that's not a very traditional topping. Sweet corn goes on a lot of different ramen dishes that I've uh, eaten in different places and on a lot of the ones that I make because I think corn is delicious inside there. Um, put the edamame right next to it. Just a little scoop. Just a little something to put in there. Edamame is actually a very traditional Japanese uh 
using Japanese appetizers more so than ever in the ramen that I've seen anyway. Looks like a bean. It is. It is. It's a soybean. Yeah. No. Oh, so why don't you just call it a fucking soybean? Because it's called edamame. <laughs> I'm just being an ass. Yeah. No, those are the, yeah, edamons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> edamons, yes. It's very similar. Let me tell you. Tastiest you've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the most tasty animal you'll ever have in your life. What are you adding now? Uh, these are the sauteed mushrooms that yeah. are, are deglazed with a little bit of red wine. Uh, whatever, red, white wine. Sorry, I thought it was red wine. I would love. Up. I would have normally done red, but I had white. So, so there you are. White again. Uh, normally, we would use a Japanese mushroom here. We'd probably use a shiitake or enoki or something along those lines. But uh, grocery stores have slim pickings right now, so we're using what we can use and have available to us uh, the best we can, anyway. So I love mushrooms, so I'm gonna add a little extra in my bowl. Not you can add you can add the ones from my bowl too into yours. Yeah, will do. <laughs> I had a good mushroom, my friend. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. There's mushrooms out there that I guarantee you'd enjoy. Oh no, it's the texture. That's, if they're cooked right, then that's not a problem. Yeah, that's because every mushroom you've ever had, I guarantee you, is cooked wrong. Yeah, people don't know how to do mushrooms so that they're not all chewy and weird. They're not supposed to be that way. Oh, we got nori heat. No, chicken next. Chicken's it's there. Hot. It's not fair. Give me two sets for each of them, please. Two sets. So two sets. Uh, diamond formation. Yeah. So now, putting the chicken on. This chicken has got dark soy, light soy. What do we have here? Sugar, salt, uh, garlic, garlic, ginger. ginger. Some white pepper. Delicious. Not quite chashu chicken, but uh, close. Chashu is the uh, the name of the traditional style of, uh, of, of a traditional style of chicken or pork that would go on there that uses soy, mirin, sake, sugar, ginger, garlic. Yeah, lots of different stuff that goes into it. But uh, we didn't have all those things again. Uh, limited limited uh, offerings at this moment. Um, all right. green things uh that's nori so it's a dried seaweed oh okay again to add more of that fishy briny character same stuff that they wrap sushi in okay exactly so now i'm going to hit it with broth that has already been seasoned and flavored with the miso and salt <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I people fuck with my stuff while I'm making ramen. That's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> He's like, Pat, back the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will not feed you. <laughs> no soup for you. I feed everybody. Yeah. That's kind of my, I can't get away from it. It's all I do. But <laughs> You probably eat a lot healthier than a lot of people. <laughs> right. You would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't eat well for myself a lot of times because I don't like to cook for myself at home. It's a pain in the ass to cook for yourself. I don't know if you've ever done it before, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we just all go to the fast food restaurant. I don't blame you. I'd fucking do it too if I could. So now I'm just going to make the bowl presentable because we already added some stuff, but the broth kind of displaced a couple things. So yeah, add a little more to make it presentable on the top. A little bit of corn on there. The mushrooms are still very presentable. Come in with scallions now at the end. Nice pile of scallions right in the middle. Which was what Pat was trying to do from earlier. He got yeah. yelled at. <laughs> the boards that you were hearing as we were doing things earlier, getting ready. Yeah, get this on. Then we'll come back in with uh, this is crispy garlic. Garlic that's been just cooked down in oil. We will uh, give a nice hefty sprinkle of that over top. Nice. Give that a sprinkle over everything. Good, nice sprinkles. Gotta, gotta love the garlic. It's very, very delicious on the top here. Sometimes we'll do crispy ginger as well, and that goes really nice on the top as well. And then to finish it all off, we're just going to come in with a little bit of a Gogooki Chara chili flakes, right? Gayo gang. Oh, whatever. That's Gai the wrong pepper. I'm thinking of a different pepper. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then just a sprinkle of chili flake on the top, essentially, just because uh, one for, for color and looks, but also because it's delicious. Cool. And that's a bowl of ramen for you. Uh, I'm going to pick this Ready? thing up here. Or Pat's gonna, we're going to pick this up and show you the bowls. Give you a nice little zoom in on those bowls. You see all the ingredients, all the toppings. It's all beautiful and delicious right now. Wow. Oh. So the, thing, the big thing with ramen, right, is that it has to be eaten right away or else the noodles will go to shit. So we're going to have to run and, and eat food now. Yes, you are. No, that's that's great. Um, we want to thank Joe and Pat for coming on tonight and Mass Cannabis right. Chefs. You know, definitely shoot them, check them out, check out their uh, websites. Um, yeah, all the links are down in the show notes. And uh, we were talking earlier, you guys prefer that people uh, reach you through, you like Instagram, people following you on Instagram? Instagrams are most uh, interacted with uh social media presence that we have uh, but you can hit us up on facebook instagram you put a go to our website whatever whatever really floats your boat i'll respond to most people that's at my earliest convenience i'm a very busy man but i try to get back to everybody quickly very huh. good we Thank really you. really appreciate you guys coming on and uh doing some magic there we tried i love it it looks you amazing. Know. Thank you so much. Thank, you, thank you guys for having us. We uh, yeah. this, this is a lot of fun. It was cool to do this on camera. Never done it like that before. So nice. No, we appreciate it. And we I won't know. keep you because we don't. We don't want your noodles to go limp. No, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're very limp. Yes. I don't want it to be too limp. Yep. Uh, so, so the uh, message of the show is uh, hashtag no limp noodles and yeah. uh, shrink wrap your pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Good one, Leo. Good one. Yeah. Very <laughs> Leo, very good. All right. All right. Well, we, you all know where to follow these great gentlemen. We're going to let them go eat their dinner. Um, yeah. you know, Leo. Yes, sir. Take us out of here. Okay. So uh, most importantly, head on over to the show notes down below or up above for all the links for our awesome guest and the guys that still took them with. Uh, but every single show is brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network. That's me. Head on over to thedorkening.com for all the shows on the network. Uh, over 30 shows on the network right now. And each show is brought to you sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Link is in the show notes. Most amazing coffee you'll ever have. Uh, I, I drink way too much freaking coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. Ben. No. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. 
Chat. Yeah, uh, yeah. Follow me on Facebook. <laughs> That's where I like to be found. Oh, and uh, shout out for my new shirt, <coughs> Vermont Grow Coaching. We're actually on here somewhere. Yeah, oh, you gotta find. Yeah, no, don't tell them where we are. They gotta buy the shirt and find us. Okay. Yeah, we're on there. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was awesome. The Tom to do that for us. Um, you know, check them out too. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, take us out of here, Ben. I'm hungry. Hey, I thought Leo was taking us out. Oh, all right. So, um. For all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can do what we do every day. To all the people out there on the front line, be safe. We love you. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace out. We're out of here. A book of lies will buy you A mild acceptance, my free mind Will keep me from under your spell And when we die, you'll be Another ranger in heaven, but me I'll be a fucking legend in hell.